Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This episode of Fat Mascara is sponsored by BetterHelp. Listen, we all carry around different stressors, big and small. Therapy is a safe space to get those things off your chest. Plus, it can help you develop coping skills that make your life easier. I will give you an example. If you've listened to this podcast for a while, you've probably heard me say it to Jess or to a guest, reframe. Well, I learned that technique from a therapist. Here's an example. Now that I'm a freelance writer and podcaster, I get lonely working from home and I feel like I'm never gonna get to collaborate on projects again. And that's the truth. Reframe, I get to choose which projects I work on. So I'm in control of what I work on. And if I want to collaborate more with others, I don't have to ask anyone's permission. I can just do it. See what I did there? That's reframing. If you've been thinking about starting therapy or are looking for someone to help you process things and give you coping skills, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash mascara today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash mascara. Again, betterhelp.com slash mascara. Hey everyone, it's Jen, and I have decided this is going to be the summer of uniform dressing. I'm going to have a few pieces on heavy rotation, and I'm telling you right now, they're all going to be linen, and they're all going to be from Quince. I don't know why I'm going so hard on linen right now, but it just feels right. And Quince specializes in timeless pieces made of premium fabric, and the best part is that all the Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. I am personally very into the 100% European linen pants. They're cropped and easy. There's even a cute pinstriped version. And when I wear them, I look like I just stepped off a yacht. Do I have a yacht? No. Do I know what yachters wear? No, but that's the vibe. The linen pants come in sizes extra small to 3X and they're less than $40. Okay, like 10 cents less, they're $39.90. But the quality is excellent and they wash really well. How does Quince do it? They cut out the cost of the middleman and pass the savings on to us. Plus, Quince works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash fat mascara for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's quince.com, Q-U-I-N-C-E, quince.com slash fat mascara to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash fat mascara. Happy New Year, Jen. Happy New Year. Back in the groove. Back in the New York groove. I'm feeling 2017. <laughs> Are you? We're, we're just a few days in. No, already I love it. And we really? have so much to talk about. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm like, I'm undecided. The jury's out, but you know, I'm open to it. It's the year of fat mascara. Are you kidding me? Oh, definitely. That's for sure. All right. In this episode, we're going to get dirty to start off the new year and talk about pollution and skincare. Um, then... 
a big beauty lawsuit. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, we'll get into the details. And finally, are luxury salons a thing of the past? Are they? I don't know. And later, we chat with SoCal beauty queen, Wendy Zomnier, founder of Urban Decay. Holy cow, she's in the studio. My personal midnight cowboy. Dirty. Okay, so Jen, one of the more memorable events of Q4 of 2016 Mm -hmm. was this Dermalogica event, and it was about this thing called the Daily Superfoliant. Okay. It was like a little scrub, and the idea was that it was going to sort of detox the skin from daily pollution. Now, pollution is like this word that I hear. I'm giving you the biggest I eye know, roll ever. I'm, wake up, wake up. Okay, every time I go to an event, like every third skincare event lately is about pollution. Totally the buzzword du jour. As a New York City girl, when you walk out the door, do you feel like you need to put on like a like a shield, like a Jason mask to like protect yourself from pollution? I just expect like cancer is growing on me at all times <laughs> in so many forms and this whole detox thing, I'm just like, no. Yesterday and I yesterday. cannot get on board with it. Honestly, there are so many bigger concerns for me than like air pollution. <laughs> no joke, like three weeks ago, a man, I was walking down 23rd Street, like some kind of like <laughs> grifter type, literally screamed into my open mouth. Why was your mouth open? I was talking was and a doing? man just ran up to me and was like, ah, like screamed so loud. I was stood there shocked. It was terrible. What did it, he smell like? It was an assault on all the senses. I literally almost went home and like cried. Do you think Dermalogica microfoliant would have saved you in that situation? No, drinking bleach would have oh, saved God. me. So, but back to anti pollution skincare. Yes. Yeah. So, so what what is in this stuff? I paid attention at the event, but like across the board, you're seeing it too. Yeah, we did a story on this like two years ago. I think is when the trend really got started. I think it's a lot of marketing hype. I'm not going to lie. There was a study in 2010 in Germany that showed women who lived closer to cities and streets had more hyperpigmentation and worse skin than women who lived in like the country. And then you could see all the little manufacturers get their wheels spinning. Mm. And what's the product? You know, how long does it take to get a product out? About maybe two years after that, it started. And now it's become mass, all these anti-pollution products. But... What if you just do something with like antioxidants? Like, isn't that eating away at the same stuff? I think there's two things they keep talking about. Like the free one, radicals? Yeah, one is free radicals, which are what are in soot from cars and all that. The other one is that PM 2.5 particulate matter, that really Ooh. small soot. Clarisonic had this big study about how like they get it out of skin better than anything else. So there's two different kinds of pollution there. But if you wash your face, as we've learned, yeah. with regular cleanser and water, that would remove a lot of that particulate matter and if you wear something with with antioxidants that will protect you from the you know the free radicals that are also causing aging so it sounds like your best bet if you really want to fight pollution is a nice cleanser maybe get an antioxidant product yeah because i was looking into some of these products thinking maybe i'm missing the point maybe there's something else going on with the anti-pollution but every single product that came out there's a murad overnight detox mask there's this way golden root anti-pollution mist 
the Epiance pollution proof mm-hmm. cleanser and what was the one that you had Dermalogica? Uh, Dermalogica's new um, daily superfoliant. So every single one of them is then calling out different ingredients that they're saying are anti-pollution and they all seem to be antioxidants. Mm -hmm. So I really feel like it's a lot of marketing. And one other thing I looked into, um, you know, dermatologist, Dr. Whitney Bow. Yeah. Um, I interviewed her recently and she was saying, honestly, anything you put on your face, even if it's just a plain moisturizer acts as a barrier to this stuff. Oh, that's comforting. Yeah. I mean, think about it. If you have like a shield, like you said, like a shield over your whole yeah. face and body, that stuff's not getting in there. So, I mean, antioxidants are great. And if you like these new products, I'm all about it. It'll get you to use antioxidants. They're anti-aging. So that's good. But I do feel like the whole name of it as being anti-pollution is a little bit playing into the hype. You know what I mean? Yeah, I hear, I hear you. That said, if I had this way anti-pollution mist and that guy came up to me. Oh my God. Just like get squirt, a hose. Squirt it in his eye like like some, what is that spray called? Mace? Yes, mace. There you go. Are you fancy, huh? Are you fancy? Just when I was a baby beauty editor who first got to New York, my boss sent me to Fakai, which I called Frederick, but it's Frederic Fakai. <gasps> and I remember walking in there and being like, Oh my God, I'm in Beverly Hills. Like I've arrived, golden things, like angels sang and like there were luxury robes and it was this big factory of luxury. Someone brought you water? Someone brought me, no, no, I didn't get water. I got champagne. Champagne. Okay, you know, you're 22. I'm like free drinks at the salon. (laughs) It was amazing. I have since gone so far away from that whole world. Now I go to like a grungy downtown salon where I like, Put on a white. They don't even have the robes. They put. They give you a black T-shirt to wear, so you can be like cool and a hip. black T-shirt. Yeah, that's the robe. Oh the God. salon experience has changed so much, don't you think? You know, it's so interesting you say that because I too remember there were like these big mega salons. You know, Fakai, John Barrett, um, Louis Lacari. I remember. Um, I mean, this was before my time, but Kenneth. I remember growing mm. up being like, oh my God. You know, Jackie O went to Kenneth. Kenneth is in New York, and I just read some you know, really interesting news that after 13 years, um, so it's certainly not as established as the Fakai's of the world, but after 13 years in uh, Flatiron, Ted Gibson just closed his salon. And- I know. I've done so many makeover stories over the years <laughs> at that salon with readers. So yeah, he's, I mean, he was a, you know, a very big deal when he came out on the scene. He was one of the stylist to charge, you know, like mega bucks. I think his going right now is um, $1,500. Oh yeah, remember when Sally Hershberger had like the, yeah. you know, $1,000 haircut or whatever. Exactly. So she, so sorry, so Ted. It seems dated now. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's kind of, you know, yeah, what, what we might be getting to. Like, so Ted, you know, he also, he worked with Angelina Jolie. He's a, you know, a big deal hairstylist and he had to have the salon that, you know, bared his name. But it doesn't suit his business anymore. He talks about, he talked about in, in Women's Wear Daily, the different challenges of owning a salon. He hinted at Matt, or more than hinted, saying that managing millennials was a problem, that, <laughs> which I thought was kind of funny. It's, he's evolving with the times, and he, and, you know, there's sort of a question mark as to what the future of, you know, Ted Gibson's business looks like. So, you know, it's, Time is evolving. Even like Orlando Pita, his salon is kind of a quiet salon where he's still, you know, is commanding big, you know, big dollars. But it's not like welcome to my world. It's not about that that 
big yeah. branding and you know, flashiness. That sex in the city kind of lifestyle. Yeah, you know what it makes me think of when Ann Gottlieb told us about the fragrance industry? She said, the, What do you mean? The, the younger women today, they don't want to be marketed to and be big, a part of this big machine of mm-hmm. something sold to them. And I'm part of the, you know, whatever brand's world. They want it personalized. They yes. want something that they can make their own. They want it to be more intimate. They want it to be cooler. And that is all part of the reason I think these big salons are closing and even the big names like Ted Gibson are starting to do something smaller and also maybe not bring on such a huge staff because you want it to feel more personal. Yeah, it's actually um, thinking about like what Michael Gordon did with Hair Story. If you yes. go back to um, one of the earlier episodes, you know, Mike, he talked about it's about like instead of the big like Bumble factory, he has a few chairs in like his like studio and there isn't like a big entrance you go up like you know you have to make an appointment it's kind of like hush hush and you have this like one-on-one intimate experience but with the stylist fe- but you feel like you came You're out of there with a haircut nobody else has right it's not and like Vidal has and everybody looks the same when they leave mm-hmm. you know and you're not going there to be seen right so you know this is very much like a new york la type of thing or a big city kind of thing but it's interesting how the hair culture mm-hmm. is changing so i think it's happening in smaller cities too like you're not going to see those big huge salons anymore i personally i'm not i mean i'll miss the free champagne <laughs> but i'm not gonna miss the whole all lined up in a row who's here and like you know no. cattiness of that kind of salon no i think it's a good thing i think it's a good sign of, of where the culture is going well, best of i'm luck. optimistic yeah best i'm optimistic of, best of luck to ted in his new endeavor what do you think of this cockamamie garbage about the saint ives class action lawsuit that was a loaded, loaded leading question. I think you're referring to the fact that these two women, one in New York and California, just brought on a law firm to sue Unilever because they say St. Ives apricot scrub ruins their skin and is false advertising, among many other claims. I want to know what they do for their day jobs. So guys, if you're listening, please let me know what you do for your day jobs. Okay, so I looked into this a little bit. I don't know what they do for their day jobs, but the law firm that they have does a lot of cosmetic class action lawsuits, and there have been more and more of these recently. This is just one example. This is why people hate America. Go on. (laughs) Well, it's because of California, too. They make it easier now to make these lawsuits come about. But so they are suing for $5 million um, because they are saying the product says it's dermatologist tested, but then they're, they're quoting all these dermatologists they read in skincare articles saying you shouldn't use a product like this because it has walnut shells, which are not round particles, which are jagged edges, which could potentially damage your skin. I was thinking about all of the insane number of things that could potentially be damaging to you other than this product. Like, like the, you know, however many people, it's a lot that like get punctured by mascara wands when they stop short in a taxi cab. Or, like in their eyeball. Yeah, there's a million. Or chemical exfoliants that are left on too long. Leave your glam glow on too long. I'd like to see what happens. I actually love seeing that scrub. I used it in middle school. I think I used it more on my body than my face, though. They don't really say if it's for face or body, but have you ever used it on your face? Yes, and I actually, I had a pack in my, a tube in my cupboard that was unused, and then this, um... This whole thing happened, and I was yeah. like, "Let me, let me go try it." Like I used to use it when I was like, a like, teenager. Let's remember how rough it yeah, was. Yeah, and I was, you know, and I remember some people being like, "Oh, like it's it's too rough," because obviously some milder scrubs have come about since. Usually those with microbeads, which we know are now like absolute garbage for the environment and going to be outlawed if they're not already. Already, um, yes. Twenty sixteen, right? Yeah. Like so I went back to it, put it on my face, 
it's fine. <laughs> like, you know, I was reading the stuff in this in this lawsuit. You know, it says like somebody compared it to like sandpaper on your face. One of the dermatologists compared it to sandpaper on your face. Yeah. I'm not sure if this dermatologist has ever put sandpaper on their face or used the scrub because it's like neither. But this is why I'm not a lawyer, obviously, but like this lawsuit is full of hyperbole. I was looking at the foot. I read it. Of course I downloaded the class action lawsuit and read it. The footnotes are full of like stupid bloggers writing stuff that like would never hold up in court. Like if you're quoting, you know, sage, skincare guru Barbara Strickland, the Acne Sage Advice website blog as one of your pieces of evidence that it's not good for you, you're going to have a problem on the stand. And I could call up five dermatologists right now and get them to say anything about, you know, a skincare product. Like those are just five different opinions. Yeah. And also dermatologists are not product formulators. Like, yeah. so they don't, I think their case though is that know. it says it's dermatologist tested. But again, this is, you know, who told us this? Um, Nikita Wilson. She said, it depends on your skin type. So obviously for some people, this might not be the best product. It could be a little more sensitizing because they're not perfectly round spherical exfoliators. But why didn't these girls like use it once and be like, oh, it's not for me. It's not for you. Don't freaking sue someone because it wasn't like your type. If I have a, you know, if I try on a lipstick, that's not my color. Am I going to be like Revlon? You said it was the perfect red. Do you know what I mean? That's true. actually. Also, Dermatologists, really fired up. just because it's it's stupidity, and this is just like so dumb. And I've seen the way this is called a life online mm-hmm. with people who don't know any better, or they're believing what you know. They say, "Oh, it's being suit. There's a suit. There must be something wrong with this." What if this concept applies to other things? I mean, this is a large company that, thank God, has like the money to lawyer up, and like I really hope they squash this in two seconds I, I and make a fool. Last. And it's just. This kind of careless, like, dumb, like, kind of thinking that it, like, gets a new life online. And then I hear people be like, oh, this is bad. This is good. It's like an idiotic way of thinking. It's not so much about the scrub. It's this kind of attitude that pisses me off. But back to the dermatologist tested thing. Do you think Unilever is stupid enough to not have dermatologists test this? So it's like, yeah, you can have five different dermatologists test it and have five different opinions. Like, I don't understand how it gets to this point and how lawyers can like do this and like spend their time doing this or these two people think that this is I like a fun thing to do with industry time. is just opening itself up to class action lawsuits <sighs> because of California and we're going to see a lot more of these because think about it, if you're a lawyer who has big money lots of beauty yeah. companies do so they're going to go after them in any way they can even if it's a kind of asinine lawsuit like this in my opinion yeah so, so I'm going to keep using it I'm fine keep my, using my face it. looks fine guys like when you hear stuff like this just like really Don't get in a panic right away. Tweet us. Tweet us. (laughs) Listen for the next episode. We'll take care of it. Yeah, if I haven't had like an absolute heart attack yet. (laughs) Um, The water's safe. Summer is fast approaching, which means it's shapewear season. Just kidding. It's really wedding season. But I just got an invitation to a wedding in Philadelphia, and guess what I'll be wearing? Honey Love. I'm not sure about the rest of the outfit or the dress, but the shapewear is going to be Honey Love. Here's why. Honey Love has revolutionized compression technology so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating when you're wearing shapewear. Plus... 
They have lingerie-inspired design details that you'll want to show off, and all their fabrics are breathable to keep you nice and cool, which is perfect for hot days. Let me tell you a story. I remember being at a wedding, this was a few years ago, pre-Honey Love, and I wore a jumpsuit, and I wasn't sure if the bathroom door locked well, but I had to take off the entire jumpsuit and then roll down the shapewear to pee, and I was like holding onto the back of the door at the same time, completely naked in the bathroom, and it took so long, and I caused this whole backup of the bathroom line, and after that, I was like, never again. Until Honey Love came along. Honey Love's superpower shorts have a 100% cotton gusset, so you don't have to wear underwear underneath. And there's a convenient opening in the underwear area, so you don't have to take off the whole thing to go to the bathroom. It's so easy. Honey Love products make you look good and feel good, whether it's for a wedding, event, an everyday boost of confidence. Honey Love is the perfect plus one. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com mascara. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off. That's honeylove.com slash mascara. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. Honeylove.com slash mascara for 20% off. The summer vibes are just getting started, so shape your life with Honey Love. Hey everyone, it's Jen, and I have decided this is going to be the summer of uniform dressing. I'm going to have a few pieces on heavy rotation, and I'm telling you right now, they're all going to be linen, and they're all going to be from Quince. I don't know why I'm going so hard on linen right now, but it just feels right. And Quince specializes in timeless pieces made of premium fabric, and the best part is that all the Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. I am personally very into the 100% European linen pants. They're cropped and easy. There's even a cute pinstriped version. And when I wear them, I look like I just stepped off a yacht. Do I have a yacht? No. Do I know what yachters wear? No, but that's the vibe. The linen pants come in sizes extra small to 3X and they're less than $40. Okay, like 10 cents less. They're $39.90. But the quality is excellent and they wash really well. How does Quince do it? They cut out the cost of the middleman and pass the savings on to us. Plus, Quince works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash fat mascara for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's quince.com, Q-U-I-N-C-E, quince.com slash fat mascara to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash fat mascara. Okay, everyone, I am one of those people who, when it comes to wellness, sorry, but it's got to fit into the pockets of my day. Five minutes here, seven minutes there, when I'm like in the kitchen and I'm microwaving something long, it's got to be convenient. And that is why Aloe Moves works for me. My mindset has changed. The app makes it easy for me to keep my wellness routine on track because they have everything in one place and bite-sized little bits. Yoga, Pilates, fitness classes, mindfulness, self-care tips, healthy recipes, so much more. From beginner to advanced, Aloe Moves has the flow or class that's going to fit into your schedule. Their classes range from five minutes to an hour, depending on what you're feeling that day. You know what feeling I'm feeling most days? I'm feeling 10 minutes. I've been doing that's Joanna good. Thompson's. Right? That's about it. Yeah. 
that's good. 10 minutes. Joanna Thompson does these yoga lattes in 10. One day will be abs. One day will be arms. Today, Jess, is booty day. And we're just <laughs> going to get it done all in 10 minutes. If you're trying to get a good sweat, then you've got to try their award-winning workouts like the sweat-inducing yoga flows or the reformer Pilates workouts without weights. You can also find stress relief with meditations, affirmations, face yoga, gua sha, learn to do dry brushing. How many times have we talked about dry brushing on this podcast? Aloe Moves will teach you how to do it. Unlock your personal wellness routine with Aloe Moves. Go to alomoves.com now and use the code MASCARA20 for an exclusive 30-day free trial and enjoy 20% off an annual membership. That's alomoves.com, code MASCARA20. alomoves.com, code MASCARA20. Holy cow, guys. This is really like Jen and I having a teenage dream. Mm -hmm. Wendy Zomnier of Urban Decay is in the house. Welcome. Hi, thanks for having me. You know I've been wanting to be here for a long time. Just never in New York at the right time. And you've always been on our list as like the guru who we want to bring into the studio. We literally had a spreadsheet when we first started that had like people we want on the show and Wendy Zomnier was at the top. Totally. Not joking, not joking. You are a global brand. Everyone knows. I mean, we're going to get into just how big Urban Decay is. But, like, where did it begin? Like, how did it start? And, like, why did you come up with that name? So funny you asked about the name because people, well, people always ask about the name because they're like, why would you name a, a cosmetic brand that? And it got started. I mean, I've always been a makeup junkie. I, I have these stories about, I tell people I was sent home from school and I was 13 for wearing too much makeup. And I'm from Texas. So if you're sent from school, home from school in Texas for wearing too much makeup, like you're wearing a lot of makeup, right? <laughs> you're wearing a lot. Um, and I think my son is 14, and I can't imagine like my my own self at that age where like putting all that makeup on. Like he's such a like sweet innocent, and clearly I was not. So it's it started. Um, I met a woman named Sandy Lerner. She had started Cisco Systems, which you know we all know Cisco, giant mm-hmm. company, um, and. She really was kind of bummed that the prestige makeup world was just pretty boring at the time. I mean, there was no Sephora. There was no Ulta. It was only, only big, huge brands that, you know, are still out there, but they weren't doing anything really crazy innovative. Like, Mauve was a crazy color story at the time. (laughs) This was the early 90s? This was the mid-90s. Mid-90s, okay. And so we set out to kind of just shake up the industry. No one was doing anything like that. And we were like, why can't there be like great purple eyeshadow that's blendable and smooth and beautiful and amazing like crazy weird lipsticks. Like I used to wear this like light blue lipstick around all the time and get all kinds of compliments on it. And I never understood like why wasn't that available? What were you doing at the time like for a job? I was in marketing. I was in marketing and advertising. So I worked at an ad agency basically. And... I loved it. I loved the whole idea of like creating ideas that spoke to people and the whole idea of being immersed in popular culture and understanding that. Mm -hmm. But what did fall short for me was I wasn't making anything. And I do always remember as a kid, like telling my mom, like, I want to make things. I want to make things when I'm older. And so it was just a natural extension for me to go from like, I want to make things to, to loving makeup to meeting Sandy and her wanting to do this makeup vision and her having done Cisco really showed me, like, I never had anyone in my life before that showed me, like, you can just start a company. Like, you can just go do this thing. And so, getting kind of together, I was I was really excited to be able to learn from her and say, let's just 
let's just do this. So we put Urban Decay out there. And the name comes from uh, Sandy's husband at the time, uh, Len, is this total computer genius. And we were like, it should be Urban something, Urban something. And he's like, call it Urban Decay. And it just stuck because we yeah. were really trying to say it's not about fitting the mold perfectly. It's about doing something differently. It's about finding beauty in whatever it is in your face, in other people. It's more about self-expression than it mm -hmm. is really about like, you know, you're most beautiful when your nose is at this width and your yeah. cheekbones are like this. It's more about like, what do I want to look like today? Was that name a tough sell? Like when you were, you know, shopping around? Like you urban know, Decay, Urban Decay. You would think it's a tough sell, but I walked into, um, at the time, you know, Nordstrom, it was bought regionally, and I walked into the San Diego buying office. And the way I got the San Diego buying office is a whole other interesting story. But um, I walked in there, and I really thought I was going to have to pitch this woman. I had been in an ad agency, so I knew, like, here's how you pitch, right? I'm mm -hmm. like, pitch my idea. And she just wrote out an order form and started writing an order. And I was like, oh, my gosh. So I knew, <laughs> one, we were onto something that was speaking to people. And two, like, how the hell am I going to make all this stuff? Like, she's writing an order. Like, how am I going to make it? So I had, like, my little samples, but I didn't really know how to make it. And I was trying to do grassroots marketing. I was calling all of these girl singers, like Gwen Stefani and Shirley Manson from Garbage. And I was tracking them. Shirley. Yeah. We love her. I love Shirley, right? Mm -hmm. And I was tracking her down where she was recording her album, you know, um, recording with garbage in Minneapolis, some random studio. <laughs> and I got her on the phone and I'm like, I need, I want to send you this nail polish. And she was like, I'd love to get nail polish. Mm -hmm. You know, this was before that cult of celebrity was so huge. Yeah, they were they're not like piles of bands full of polish. product, you know. So it was a really interesting early time and it was really fun to be in the industry then and just sort of be starting it. I mean, I had a slimy paper fax machine at the beginning that I bought from a secondhand oh, store. faxes. Faxes. This is the, okay, this is the portion of the podcast where we fangirl out big time. I remember, like, I wasn't really a beauty girl, but I remember when I saw Urban Decay the first time, because I consider myself, like, a tomboy. I was like, finally someone gets me. Like, you could be a tomboy but still want to collect and wear makeup. And it had all these weird colors that no other brand had. Did you have trouble, once it was out there, yeah, you got it sold to the retailers, did customers get it right away? We had so much fan love like you're describing I think um and, and our first tagline was does pink make you puke which yes, then I immediately like spoke to you remember yeah. that ad yeah. it was like a sewer or something it, was like like a, it wasn't a sewer but it was very dark for a makeup ad and you couldn't yeah. really see the makeup that does well pink it was make just you puke. it was really <laughs> so but, funny but <laughs> at the time I mean if you go back in time at the time you know it was just department stores and it was all really like pink and beige and red and that mm -hmm. was your choices if you wanted nice quality makeup. So it really spoke to mm -hmm. these women that were like, we're makeup junkies, but we don't want to just look like, you know, a housewife. We yeah. want to look really edgy and cool. Um, so that's why Does Pink Make You Puke spoke to so many people. Yeah. Um, one of, I mean, you, you've touched on this before, but one of like the, the most memorable like 90s beauty moments for me was, I was obsessed with one of the lipsticks that you launched, Gash. And then I remember reading in People magazine when Stefani was there, and it was, and I was obsessed with her too, of course. Right. Of course, it was the '90s, of course. And she said, like, I live for you know gash lipstick, and I was thinking, like, how did you track her down? Which you've already talked about, but you also developed, like, how did that relationship start? But your relationship with her has gone on for years and years, like so much that she developed like this huge collection for you last year. Like, how is that? 
like give me the backstory. So the backstory with Gwen is pretty interesting. I remember turn, having MTV on. MTV. When there was music. When there was music. <laughs> and seeing that I'm just a girl video. Yeah. And thinking to myself, that that's the that's the Urban Decay girl right there. Yeah. And of course, Gwen Starr just shot through the stratosphere. But I was lucky enough to connect with her manager and her costume designer and be able to sort of feed her product in the early days. Mm -hmm. And then it really, really took off. And so, you know, there were moments when I'd see her, like I got to go watch her performance Saturday Night Live, but she was really sort of, for me, from a business finance standpoint, kind of became untouchable for a while. You know, I couldn't pay what you would have right. to pay a Gwen Stefani. And so it was But really was she like the muse, sort of, like in your head for Urban At Decay? At the beginning, for sure, she was the muse. And I think that her whole sort of, vibe of just I'm cool but I'm really nice is always been kind of that's kind of what I try to embody mm. with Urban Decay is like kind of it's a really cool brand but it's really like filled with nice people like we'll give you good makeup advice like we're not we're not above taking you by the hand and helping you out like oh you want to know how I got this wing liner I'll show you you know it's right. not yeah. a secret I'm not going to keep it a mystery like yeah. I'm going to help you learn how to do it too like I want everyone in the club yeah and I felt like she really kind of did embody that. Mm -hmm. I don't yeah, think I she was that. this untouchable. She was cool, but I felt like she was always really, like every show I ever saw with her, she was great with her fans. And she was really inviting people into her world. Um, so in that way, yes, she was very much amused. And it was really exciting to get to a place where I could reconnect with her from a business standpoint and finally do a collection with her because it really, the whole thing, it was at 20 years and the whole thing became full circle. And yeah. You know, it was, it was really I'm, gratifying. Is Firebird one of hers? Firebird is one I'm of hers. I'm wearing that right now. I love that color. Oh, yeah. And um, that was kind of, that was a move, you know, she wanted to do like the classic Gwen reds, but Firebird was one she felt very passionate about because she was starting to wear some like different, more pinky shades and that yeah. she loved that kind of blue shift in it. Like the thing about Gwen with the lipsticks, we, we did eight lipsticks with her and we sat down at a, we did a video session together, you know, a video shoot together. And at the end, I was like, oh, maybe you could try on a few lipsticks. And she's like, yeah. And her manager was like, oh, but, you know, we've got, like, 20 minutes, and then we got to go. And I swear the woman tried on. I was like, can you try on more and more more more? She tried on 40 lipsticks. What's her trick? Like, what was her quick trick? She would just try yeah, it on, and she stick. knew. Like, yeah, they stick. Yeah. But, you know, we had wipes. Yeah. But I just mean, you know, after you've put on, like, six lipsticks, usually your lips are raw. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I just mean the girl is pro. She yeah, is, she was willing she to, She like. is down. And she, you could tell she was in the moment. She was loving it. It wasn't like, oh, let me just knock this out. Yeah, she was, yeah. like, having so much fun trying on just tiny, minute versions of red. And she's got a great eye for color and really saw all the little different differences in the different reds. And, you know, her manager's like, okay, we got to go. And she's like, no, 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 call him and tell him, like, 30 more minutes. Yes. So, you found your girl. Yeah, came she's full just circle. really, you know, she's definitely a beauty junkie and, you know, she's you, a good person. You mentioned it's been 20 years. And what's crazy about your brand is it started out independently owned. You sold, not you sold it, but the company was sold to LVMH. Then, it, again, it was sold to... Uh, Private equity. Yeah. yeah. Then, at some point, L'Oreal, right? Right. Yet you're still here as the creative head through <laughs> all of that, which is kind of unheard of. Has that been a choice that you've worked on hard or luck or how are you still How am I still care? here? 
Well, I think um, you know they let me stay as long as I send, <laughs> as long as I make money for people. They get to stay. I get to stay. Is that a good answer? I don't the know. The answer is because you're good at what you yeah. do, I and guess. you want to so, stay, yeah. and, and you want to be involved. No, a lot I of really people do. might just walk away. Yeah, but I love this business, and for me, we have a lot of employees now, and I feel like I have a responsibility to kind of keep the thing going and keep the energy behind it and keep the vision because. There are a lot of people that have their lives invested into it and put their heart and soul into it, and so I'm there for them too. Mm -hmm. You know, that to me is the thing I have to say I'm possibly most proud of is that I look at people that, you know, some of them have been with me a really long time and they like, you know, have a nice lifestyle because of this brand. Yeah. Like, it's not just a thing that. Oh, that's cool. I did for myself, but like, yeah. there are people yeah. that like make a living and raise children and buy houses, and they do it because of what we do. Yeah, and it's that, not just about the product for you. It is about the brand and the product, but there is more to it. There's that human element of it. Mm -hmm. Like at, at the end of the day, you can be super passionate about lipstick, but at the end of the day, you got to feed your kids, right? Mm -hmm. So, the fact that people make good money and have benefits and all of those things that people want in their lives, and there's a lot of people now that that you know, make a living at yeah, Urban Decay. It makes me sure. super proud of that. Uh, since you have, since you launched, I mean, the brand has gone through so many different kind of iterations. You have had so many different product, ch you know, assortment changes. How do you think the girl has changed? If she has at all, the girl's collection, yeah. I feel like she has to have because I know, you know, Jen and I went up to the counter when it first launched, the world was different. The world was different and I think. And your assortment was different, of course. You right. only had lipsticks and nail polishes. And, you know, I tell this story. I. I remember going up to the display at Sephora one time and thinking, gosh, if I just had the budget, I'd change this and this. And this was very much in the early days. This and this, and then the thing would be done. And then it hit me as soon as I thought that, oh, my God, it's never done. And it was really a revelation that this is not a destination. It's really a journey. And the journey sh is for us, it's all about constant evolution. So my goal is to keep you guys interested even though you're you know early fans of the brand and to also introduce the brand to new people and make it really relevant for the woman the young woman today that's discovering prestige makeup for the first time mm -hmm. um because we try to keep a thread right the thread is like it's beauty with an edge and everything we do is feminine it's a little bit dangerous and i would say fun because we never try to take ourselves too seriously it's makeup you wash it off at the end of the day yeah so as long as you infuse everything you do with that the packaging can change the photography can change everything can change but it still remains and feels urban decay and i think that's a big part of what i do is try to keep it consistent and evolve it always evolve it always keep it fresh always keep it different but is the customer different? I think but the Besides the fact that she's like, you know, not, like she's younger now than, you She's know, not we, that young, interestingly. She's, you know, over 25 for the most part. Um, but we do know that our customer has grown up with us. So we have these customers that are, you know, pushing 40, a little bit over 40, and they're that hot mom. You know, that's mm -hmm. the cougar mom that wants, she doesn't want to give up, like, the fact that she... Is there a MILF shade? There should be a MILF urban Ooh, decay you, shade. Wait, why, why, you why are you eyes? looking so I'm knowing? I'm not rolling my yeah, eyes. No, I, I love like you... that idea. I always want to name something MILF, and then I get worried, you know, lawyers don't like those kinds of things, so... Can we go get around it some other yes, way? Yes, we have to. <laughs> we have to get around it. Yeah. I feel, oh, this is fine. You need, like, a MILF yeah. palette, right? I know. I always yeah. wonder what the, like the naming sessions are like. The naming mm. sessions are super fun. The naming sessions. Do they involve alcohol? They sometimes. <laughs> sometimes like they involve like they a rose to. champagne, which is okay. sort of Keep you know, one of my favorite things to drink too. Um, and name too. Um, 
sometimes so we keep a library of shade names so if you come and and i have one person on my team that collects them she's the name collector what, what is that job title the keeper well, of the name no she does other it? things too okay. she does other things too but but i'll be driving down the you know driving and i'll i'll hear something or see something or whatever so a name hits me and at the next light i like text her and i don't have to say anything like check the check this shade name is it in our library or anything. i just text her like pandemonium and then all of a sudden, they know, that's she'll, on the know she'll know. She that's just knows. Funny. She gets weird, random words shot at her via text, and she knows <laughs> that there are shade names for me. We also have shade naming sessions, which do, they are very, like, the whole goal is to go deep into the gutter. Like, as deep and far into the, like, no holds barred, say whatever you want to say. No judgments? No judgments. No is nothing. HR there? They are not there. And, um... Yeah, there have been moments where I'm like, shit, I could really, I, was, I just swore, sorry. It's fine. I could get in trouble from HR for this session right now, but. Oh my gosh, I'm remembering. You're, you're still making money. It's, yeah. Still making money. So I, anyway, they, they uh, so we go deep into the gutter and then we just slowly pull it back to get it to where it could be, you know. Right. I'm remembering, no, she had like a white eyeliner at one point and it had this name and you were doing death sides, and I was like, oh, I know what that name is actually a reference to. And you were like, you're the only beauty that knows yeah. what, what that was. What was it? They're what usually, was it? It's like, it was like, yeah, yo. Yeah. There's all kinds of drug names in there. Um, but I wonder, like, is there any shade name you wish you could have done that, like, it got next that you can tell us about? I'm trying to think. Or better yet, even a product. Like, was there ever a product that just never really worked out that you wish you could have done that, like, well, there's all kinds of products that never really, you know, that never really get that traction, that they're not the ones people talk about. Um, you know what's interesting is, like, all over face palettes don't really work. But, like, like one that has, like, like one a, that has a little bit of everything. And all you that. think, like, everybody's like, oh, I just want that one palette, perfect palette for my gym bag, and I can just, like, have. Why is it? Is there always, like, an offending product in there? Or no, it's just, just like, snooze? No, I just think people want what they want. And they want, like, different... It's true. I always want an eye palette or a highlighter cheek palette. Like, I don't want them mixed in. I like things that have, like, like an eye and a lip. Like a duo. That's hard to do, though, because people don't really like a panned lip, generally. I think they like a panned lip to experiment with, like, oh, I want to try ten shades of lip. Mm. But they don't really want, like, oh, you panned... you brush in it. And yeah. True. It's hmm. not really, like... The lipstick go. So there's some there's some issues, and then loose shadow. You think oh, that beauty junkie shadow. would want that stuff because it's so much more intense, but no, it doesn't you, work. You ruin your carpet. You ruin everything. Yeah, it gets everywhere. Um, when you you know when you launched, you were like the first person to have you know like a gorgeous black lipstick, like you know a crazy purple eyeliner, but now lots of people have that, yes. like, as we know. So how are you, you know, setting yourself apart? Well, I think we like to always try new things. That's got to be a bit formulas. scary when everyone started it's not coming really out. Scary. I just I feel like you if you do something well, people are going to copy you. The great thing is we have a lot of momentum. We have a lot of customers that love us, and I think we have spent a lot of time creating great products. So people know that if they buy our product, it's going to be great quality. Mm -hmm. um, so that's I think really where we 
we put a lot of stock into making really beautiful product that performs really well. The performance is always key to me. Yeah. And I road test everything. You know, I, everyone finds it funny that I live in Newport Beach, but I promise everyone who's listening, I jump in the ocean with everything on my face to see what really? happens to it. Yes. Is your philosophy, that's interesting, is your philosophy, like, you know, just get to keep blinders on, like, stay in your lane? Like, you're not somebody who gets distracted by, like, oh, like, he's doing this, she's doing this. Like, CC creams, EE creams, we got to do the next big K-beauty trends. I don't. I don't really get involved. I, I do get excited about formulas. So if I start to see things, and I work with a lot of labs all around mm -hmm. the world, and if I start to see formulas that are really interesting and innovative, like that's what gets me excited and developing things and down that road. And sometimes it does dovetail with the trend, mm -hmm. which is fine. And sometimes mm -hmm. it doesn't, which is also fine. Yeah. I'm not really wrapped up in following as many trends as possible. Sometimes you do, and sometimes you don't. So speaking of trends, a big one in the last couple of years is the vlogger, the rise of the right. vlogger, who a lot of these men and women that do the makeup videos love your brand. But how has that affected Urban Decay? Do you, see, do you seek out those people, or d does it affect sales negatively or positively? Yeah. So What do you think of their faces? <laughs> I d well, I like a lot of them personally, you know. Um, you I did think like a big campaign recently for the lipsticks with with like a whole bunch of like vloggers too. That I yes, so we did. Um, yeah, we did the hundred shades of ice, and each one got that was awesome. Yeah, got a shade. I have to say a few things about vloggers and bloggers and Instagram stars and makeup. They, I'm grateful every single day for them because mm -hmm. I remember coming here to New York back in the day when I first started and knocking on the door of magazines and meeting with beauty editors and everyone looking at me with my makeup on like it is right now, looking at me like I was batshit crazy, like the crazy makeup lady. Are some of these editors still working today? Not many, no. Because <laughs> um, we, we can talk to them, we can find them. Yeah, but no, but most of them didn't wear makeup, you know, just like, oh, here comes the crazy makeup lady. They that... don't. It's very weird. So, and... Until five years ago, I probably could not have sold a color corrector. I love color corrector. I used it all the time, but mm -hmm. I couldn't have sold it to a regular customer until all of these vloggers and YouTube stars showed people how to do it. So I'm really grateful for them because I feel like I'm talking to my people now. Like I'm talking mm -hmm. to these women that are also like me, makeup junkies, and understand so when I so when I have a conversation with one of these people, like we're on the same level. Like, yeah. what do you like? What do you not like? Why do you like that one? You know, and I feel like I can have an honest conversation with someone who really does use makeup. And I think it's been very democratic for the beauty customer. It's not about the package that the photo editor wants to shoot. It's about, for them, they're recommending stuff that works, whether that it's an like. ugly package or not. Uh, one of the reasons I think it's so popular is the color and the pigment and the your products show up on camera. But then there's Naked, right. which I have to ask about because when, it's just like the biggest phenomenon. Your Naked palettes are crazy. And to me, when I first saw them, I was like, oh, that's weird, because I don't think of you for neutrals, but now you freaking own them. So how did that come about? Was that like, on purpose, you were thinking we should do neutrals? So I mean, the, I know you always had them single pan. But. No, we always had them single pan, because obviously, even if you're wearing crazy eye makeup, you still need a neutral here or there to highlight mm -hmm. or create a shadow. Um, but the way it started was, 
when I travel, I always said, okay, I'm going to wear this makeup with this outfit and this makeup with this outfit, but I need the, these four neutrals to always go with me. Wouldn't it be great if I had a palette of those four neutrals? So I asked a couple of people that I work with um, very closely and trust their makeup opinion, like, hey, if you were stuck on a desert island, what would be the four neutral shades you would bring with you? So they brought them, they, they you know, pulled them out of their handbag or their makeup drawer or whatever, brought them in. We threw them all out on the table and it actually made this amazing palette. I think we had one dupe and we had <laughs> one where we felt like, oh my gosh, there's a hole here that needs like this fawny, grazy beige color that we created in a mat. Um, but the rest of it became the naked palette. Um, and that really is kind of the Do story. Do you think it was the name that like made it well, popular? Well, I think the name made it popular. I think what it did was it took neutrals and it created an edge to neutrals. Sure. So it was this palette where you could take it and you had a day look, you had a date night look, you had a super evening going out smoky look. You could create anything with that eye palette and feel like you could just throw that in your bag and leave. And I think that was one level of appeal. I think the fact that it was called naked made neutrals not feel so boring. It felt a yeah, little like sexier. a little oh, sexier and a sure. little naughtier. Um, and I think they blend really well and work. So and you've gotten a, a lot of palette. mileage out of it with all the extensions. Now, how many more do you think you have up your sleeve? Well, we just launched Ultimate Basics, and I think people always want more naked, and we have yeah. fun creating them. So we have a new one coming next year. I'm I have like 25. I'm probably not supposed to say that, right? The PR. I'm looking, I'm looking at the PR space. Yeah. <laughs> it's the power. I can't it's tell you what it is. It's gonna, it will be surprising. Yeah. I have so many like brown eyeshadows that are always in like one gradation of one another, but like I need them all. So <laughs> I understand yes. like why you, you guys keep on, you know, rolling these out. Which Urban Decay product is your personal all-time favorite? Ooh. This is hard because... Guys, get me, out your uh, your wallets, your checkbooks, <laughs> your credit cards. You're asking me to, like... It's hard to pick between face, lip, eyes, Okay, sheep. do you want me to give you a category? Okay, give me a category. Okay, can, can we play that? Can we do two? Okay. Okay, <laughs> all right. We'll start with eyes. So my favorite product is the eyeshadow I'm wearing, Zodiac eyeshadow. I love it. It's one of our moon dust shadows and you can use it wet or dry and How would you describe that color? Yeah. It listeners? is smoky in the base, but it's got this incredible sparkle that's bluish greenish, kind of like a beetle. Would you yeah, like I, I, I was thinking I was going to say green, but I, I didn't know it's like, greenish, like is it blue? Yeah. yeah, it's beautiful. It's more greenish for or sure. Or a scarab as we call a them scarab. in magazines. That's right. scarab. Yes, we yeah. just <laughs> recently changed beetle to scarab in some copy because it felt much more chic. Yes. Much more chic. Yes, I feel like I'm on vacation yes. or like going back in time. Uh, okay, and then for lips. Lips, okay, I'm wearing all my favorites today. So I love this lip shade, it's called After Dark, and I love it because it is bright enough to brighten your face and show up in a picture, oh. which I had taken today. And it is deep enough where you can wear it out at night. And I think it's a little bit edgy, but still really pretty. So I think it like kind of walks that perfect balance mm -hmm. for my complexion. Yeah, it has like a bit of purple in it that it makes does. it a little edgy, but it's not like Look at that purple lipstick. It's, right. Yeah. And it's not so dark that I feel like it's 
so dark. No, it's yeah, it's like and a I nice like that look sometimes, balance. But yeah, for sure. Which product do you feel is the most underrated of your line? Like that, not that you're like hang out Sephora, like showing people like guys, what about this? But if you could, like, <laughs> what if you were at Sephora yeah. and Wendy was like next yeah. to her gondola, just being yeah. like, how about this one? Yeah, let's say okay, I let's would... play a game. Let's play a game. Let's say you were at Sephora and you're like a blind shopper and you are just watching people at the urban like kiosk gondola. What do you point them like? To? What, yeah, which would you I be do like? This guys, sometimes. You guys oh, you are do. laughing, but if, I do it. I do it sometimes. Do people recognize you? Well. It depends on where I am, but sometimes now they've been starting to recognize me. So I tried to walk, I tried to do it in California the other day, and I walked into an Ulta, and I was going over to the gondola, and the manager, like, says as I'm walking behind me, and I've got my little boy with me, trying to look like just any random person, and she's like, I don't know why you walk in here and act like we don't know who you are. <laughs> That's amazing. Well, good, she's doing her job. She then. is. Yeah. She called me out. But I do, like, sometimes walk into stores and just start selling people things. That's cool. They're like, oh, do you work here? I'm like, yeah, I do. Well, what do you what do you push them to? So what like, what's not to, getting the love that you I feel would, it deserves? I would tell you that it actually gets a ton of love, but I think it is one of the best mascaras out there is our Perversion Mascara. Okay. Mm. Um, it, I think it's number, sort of the number four or five mascara on the market, but I actually think it's kind of amazing. It makes your lashes look lush and false. On I don't think I've ever tried it. The I Fat Mascara I don't think Podcast. So. We need to do a, like a prestige mascara. Did you mascara. know we had a mascara called Big Fatty? Did you know yes. that at one point? Yes. Yes. Are there any brands right now that like you feel like are doing really cool, exciting things? Like, even could if you it's give not some beauty? Like, yeah. Even if it's like yeah. Like, what's exciting you right now yeah. that give you those urban vibes that Jen and I felt? The beauty brand I think is kind of interesting right now. I feel like is is NYX. Mm -hmm. um, I love how they've sort of taken. This whole deal, idea of artistry and professional product and and brought it to a mass level. Like, I think it's pretty genius. Before you go, we talked about some of your favorite Urban Decay products, but what about, like, skin and hair? I know you make skin products as well, but, like, what are some of the other products that you like to travel with and use? Yeah, so we don't make that many skin products. Right. Um, my basic skincare is all pretty much SkinCeuticals. I really love all mm. those products. Mm -hmm. um, I use a lot of them, and I feel like they're pretty effective. Um, I also use, um, I also have a lady that does great, you know, lightweight lasers on me on kind of a regular basis. So mm. Who's your laser lady? Let's uh, give her, her a shout out. Her name's Sylvia Ferris in Newport mm. Beach. So, um, and then the other thing is I have um, people that smuggle retinol in, or not retinol, retin-A in from Mexico for me. So I love that. Why are they it's having like, to smuggle it Because, you? you know, it's like $300 a tube here if you buy it legit through your derm and go to the pharmacy if you don't, you know. Right, because it's cosmetic. It's, it doesn't, it's not covered yeah, by insurance. Yeah, it's co not covered by insurance. And then in Mexico, it's over the counter. So that same tube is $30. So I just, not really smuggling, but just bringing over tubes. It's her souvenir when of she Retin -A. goes to... Yeah, it's my Mexican souvenir. So <laughs> Retin-A is a big part of my regimen. I think it does do a lot of great things with cell turnover and allows your other products to work better. What so. about sunscreen? You're outside all the time. I use a ton of sunscreen. I have this full layering system. Like if I go outside, if I'm playing volleyball or tennis, it's... Um, I definitely put on sunscreen like a shiseido like 30 or 50 mm -hmm. kind of 38 or 50 depending on how much time of year it is and then i kind of let that sink in and then i mix r1 and done which is spf 20 with the shiseido shaker foundation oh wow um mix those two together and put that on because the shiseido on its own is a little heavy and cakey but if you mix it with r1 and done um, it's a little bit more lightweight Fun and hack. glowy. I yes, it's a great hack. I put that on, 
And then I use the Shiseido powder. Oh, you are light. Oh, no, I'm full. There's no rays for real. getting no, 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 there's no rays getting through. <laughs> I use the Shiseido powder in two shades because if you use it in one shade, your face looks really flat and non-dimensional. And it's not really about contouring, but it really will look kind of creepy flat just yeah, because yeah. you've layered all this like yeah. stuff on. So you actually have to create a little cheekbone with a little bit of a darker shade and a lighter shade. With that sunscreen powder they with have. With the sunscreen powder yeah. they have. And then I blast it all pretty heavy with our setting spray so it won't move. Oh, that just, and that's your reviving It's our own, our right? all-nighter setting spray. Yeah. Oh, and then one. you just okay. kind of, then that keeps everything in place. And then I can play oh, volleyball for like three hours. Sunscreen. I never, thought, I never thought about yes. that ever. It's really, that I like that chill sense. setting spray. The chill setting spray. The chill one, I like that get, one. Yeah. I prefer that one. Um, what is going on with the hair? What are you the doing hair? with the hair? So, um, <laughs> I use a couple of different, different products. I have, um... So I'm friends with Allie from Dry Bar. But I've, I've been to Dry Bar many times. So she has really a nice. product I love called Triple Sec. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really good. It's like dry shampoo, volumizer, and beachy, wavy stuff all in one spray. And I so I love that. And then she also just released a detox dry conditioner, which that's my thing is like sometimes the ends get dry and yeah. packed up looking. Oh, do you have combination hair? I do have combination hair. Oh, like oh the roots dry at the ends. ends. And it's so L'Oreal Paris branded this combination hair. <laughs> they I don't did? know if they they didn't actually trade market. They didn't share that with me. No, 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 no. They didn't they didn't brand it, but they they introduced this idea and Jen and I can't get over it. Combination hair. Yeah. It's so genius. It is genius. Oily roots, dry ends. Dry ends. So you use the dry. So I use the dry conditioning spray um, to like hit the ends, so they just look a little more lively and moisturized. And then she has this stuff called the Chaser, mm -hmm. and it's just like pomade that's not too heavy. It won't make you look greasy, but it just pieces it out and separates mm -hmm. it a little bit. So I feel like with those three things, I can kind of pull it all together. I think you're pulling. The it other together. one I really do love, though, when I just let my hair just dry, dry yeah. like naturally, is I have to say though. The new Ori Bay, what is it called? The Matte Waves Texture Lotion. Mm. That stuff oh. is good. Because you have like a nice wave to I your hair. I have a nice wave and it just kind of brings it out a little more, grunches it out a little more to, to, for my rebellious side, you know. <laughs> <laughs> What's happening with your nails? Oh, I the like nails, like you have right. this like glittery accent okay. now. So I was talking about my nails. I have, I have big nail issues. I used to be able to wear nail polish, but my nails just keep getting thinner and more sad and dry. And then I tried gel nails, and they just really beat them up because they're already thin, so, you yeah. know, they got to buff them down. Um, if I wear nail polish, because they're thin, they flex with every single thing I touch, and so they crack and chip oh. within hours. So I was like, I can't that even. Here I am, like, the, the, the beauty person, and I can't even have my nails done. So... These are press-on nails. Stop it. And they are awesome. And they don't look like press-on nails. They don't damage your nails. They stay on for a week. I surfed in these. See, I took them out surfing. Dasha surfed Polanco in these. was yes, also press-on Yes, Dasha, you are our nails. second guest with press-on nails. And nobody guesses that they're press-on nails. No. They look really good. They come pre, you don't have to do glue or anything. They come with a little tab, and they literally are press. They're called Impress, and I buy them on Amazon. Good for you. That is a tip. You are going out strong. Yeah. Yes. Thank you so on much. That note, Holy cow. So this fun. is awesome. Teenage Dream Realize. Totally. Okay, guys, it's 2017 and it's our first raise a wand, and you'll see not much has changed. Meaning, uh, are you about to bring out a peach lipstick or a candle? It's time to break out a cozy candle because winter is still in full swing. <laughs> And I'm still nesting, and I'll be coming out around April. Okay, so, so what do you got for us? So, But don't worry, this is probably the last one for a while, because I can tell Jen is bored AF. 
Okay. It is the Bath and Body Works hot cocoa and cream candle. This thing is heavy like a doorstop. It is three wicks. Hot cocoa and cream? Yes. What? I love hot chocolate. I'm an It sounds huge... like a stripper's name or something. No, I didn't think of it like that. Your mind's in the gutter, Jen. Sorry. This is... I've been burning it when I get out of the elevator. It smells like Willy Wonka's factory is down the hall. Really? It's the most fragrant candle. If you're on a diet, don't even bring it near the home. Because it makes you want to <gasps> eat cookies or something? It smells like melting chocolate. Not like artificial chocolate or kind of... It smells like melting chocolate. And, like there's a chocolate fountain. And that's what you want your house to smell like? Yep. Okay, so that's a good one. Um, and what's yours? Uh, you can make fun of it too. I have Sephora Pro Dimensional Highlighting Palette. Oh, there's nothing funny about that. I saw that. It's amazing. Yeah, I, I was freaking it? out. The, okay. Oh my god. Oh my god. So it's a palette of five highlighters, but they're like this gel kind of texture, sort yeah. of like you know the Pat McGrath. It's like the gel side of the Pat. The McGrath highlighter, highlighter, yeah. And there's a clear and a Wait, white. Let, turn your skin on. And, they're amazing because you just look like dewy and glowy and and sort of luminescent but not in a glittery way and there's like a warm one and a cool one and I've just been feeling it. You saw it? I love it. Yeah. yeah. The clear so. one's very intriguing. Yes, it's called Lunar Glaze. Ooh. There's also Nova and Pulsar. Who names these things? Chromosphere? That's the really sparkly one. Anyway, um, it just came out at Sephora and I think it's limited edition. So run. Run and get highlighted and glow like a lunasphere. We mentioned a lot of products and people and places and brands and things in this episode, so I just want to put it out there. If you want to find out where any of those things are, go to fatmascara.com. And you can also follow us on Instagram and Twitter and at fatmascara for both of those things. And you can also contact us directly by emailing us at info at fatmascara.com. So profesh. So profesh. Thanks for listening, guys. 